0: Welcome to Brand Story, Inc. I'm your host, Jay Sharman. Every week, we sit down with smart folks to talk about innovative ways they are creating content to connect with their audiences. I'd like to say every company can be a media company, and this conversation hopefully helps you understand why. Today on Brand Story, Inc., we have a treat. One of the cooler companies I'll get a chance to talk to is Autodesk. A leader in 3D design, engineering, and entertainment software. Uh, they're a powerful force in a number of markets including construction, architecture, and media, and entertainment among others uh, and their award-winning content studio created and powers Redshift, a publishing arm for the design mind uh, which we'll dig far into. Uh, today we have a double header where we get both Dusty Di Mercurio and Stephanie Losi joining us today. Stephanie and Dusty, thanks for joining us. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. So excited to jump in. I think, you know, Dusty, I want to start with you. Uh, Stephanie started relatively recently, and uh, Dusty is the head of the content marketing or branded content and social media team and is a veteran there. Um, I think Stephanie reported up into Dusty, and, and Stephanie started pretty much during COVID-19, and Dusty, you're the veteran there. So we'll start with you on the context side. As far as Autodesk, in terms of what your company does so much for so many, I love the, the brand positioning where you say, quote, make software for people who make things, end quote. Mm-hmm. Give our listeners the cocktail party version of Autodesk in terms of size, scale, and scope of what the company does.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, so that, I think that I think that um, that positioning is, is on point. Um, we, we make software and, and uh, ultimately helping People make things. Um, I, I think, um, in terms of size, I think we're about ten, like close to ten thousand people worldwide. Um, we're a, a global company, um, so we do business and all across APAC and Japan, uh, EMIA, the Americas. Are um, you know we we serve uh, multiple industries really um, as 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 you'd expect from a company that helps people make things. Um, so we have a pretty diverse portfolio um, in in sort of the architecture, engineering, and construction space or AEC, um, and then also we address um, the uh, the manufacturing sector. So so sort of design and manufacturing, um, which is its own huge, huge sort of conglomerate of of sub industries as well. Um, and then the third is uh, media and entertainment. So, um, you know, we work with companies that help make, uh, you know, video games and, and um, you know, movies, things like that. So, um, again, you know, that's part of how we're able to sort of tell the story of of uh, Autodesk being a company that helps people design and make things, whether it's, you know, a, a building, a car, a parts for a car um, or, you know, a uh, or a video
0: game. It's really cool. Check it out, autodesk.com. And I think one of the things I'm most excited about here is just the scale and scope of your company is large, as you talked about. And you're in such various markets. And so from a branding and a content marketing and a creation of content to kind of service those sectors that you talk about, they're they're very different, right? And so that's that's kind mm-hmm. of the fun part is kind of what we'll, we'll dig into. And so, so let's go there. Dusty, I'll stay with you on this on The content studio function of your organization, um, the branded content and social media team, uh, if you could just share with us the size of your staff and the types of roles and a sense of the volume of content that you're creating
1: yeah um so the 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 overall scope of the team i think i think there's like 20 maybe 20 of us um that sort of like full-time um and then we have a huge you know we, we we have a network of you know freelancers contractors and the kinds of roles are you know writers of course editors um you know uh social like people who are publishing on social media um content strategists um and uh, what else? Um, we we have uh, designers that were helping us do some of the visual work. Um, we have video video producers. So uh, you know, one, we have one person on the team who came from, you know, television production. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, really, sort of a, a broad team that helps bring uh, you know bring to life storytelling across a variety of different mediums.
0: Awesome. I, I th- we'll start with, with Redshift. I was really impressed with it. Um, your mm-hmm. your digital publishing presence and content marketing brand, uh, which cranks out relevant future trending topics about software and design for the various industries that we talked about. And you've got in-depth articles, video series, things like Inside the Design Mind. It's really fascinating and timely. Uh, everything I was on there you know, earlier this week, stories about 3D printing and apps and how students are Fighting COVID nineteen and the virus's impact on drone healthcare. Um, share the vision, Dusty, of Redshift and how it impacts Autodesk. If you could pull the curtain back for us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think you know,
1: I mean, you know, we think of Redshift as sort of an owned media um, platform within Autodesk, and you know, it's it's um, it's it's probably a little bit more. I, I would describe it maybe a little bit more journalism, a little bit less marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, of course, it's, it's it's a function of our brand and our and lives in our marketing organization. So, um, of course, there are you know important sort of you know core messages and themes um, behind the scenes that guide a lot of sort of the direction for the storytelling we do there. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, a lot of the storytelling, you know, really comes. Uh, it really helps um, sort of tell a larger narrative around what we believe. Is that um, you know the way that things are designed and made, um, regardless of whether you know it's in you know regardless of what sector or what it actually Mm -hmm. is, um, we see the process of design and make um, really starting to converge, regardless of what what it is that you're trying to make. So whether it's a video game, or a car, or a building, um, the way that things get designed and made are, are 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 really starting to converge and come together, and that's a lot of the storytelling that we do on Redshift. Um, you know, we tell we tell stories through really through the eyes of like our customers. Our, our customers are amazing. Um, they, they do so many incredible things from like, as you mentioned, you know, you know, 3D printing organs using, you know, D- using DNA. I mean, there's all kinds of just super seemingly sci uh, fi things that are happening in the world um, that are, you know, that our customers are doing. Uh, and, and really, we use Redshift as a platform to help. Um, talk about sort of the future of of design and make and how we see those things converging. And I think, you know, one thing that's really interesting and and we believe is something that's somewhat of a, a unique differentiator with Autodesk is that because we play in these you know very diverse sectors, um, we're we're we have a, we're in a position to be able to see the ways that things are designed and made really coming together. So. You know, I think many years ago, people maybe scratched their head and said, hmm, Autodesk is, you know, is uh, in the space of media and entertainment. What does that have to do with making buildings? Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is that the way that buildings get designed and made today is actually using a lot of technology and VR and things like that. So, um, you know, Redshift really is a platform for us to, um, you know, to help help us talk about the future of design and make and um, really a, a big mechanism for the the, that story is is highlighting a lot of our interesting customers
0: yeah i mean i i as a fellow content marketer i really admire and respect the way that you've you've it's it's really um from the outside looking in and you i'm sure you have better language than i'm going to use it it's just a forward thinking approach to the design mindset right that that goes across the different industries in a way that doesn't seem forced right it really Mm -hmm. seems future casting there's a lot of things on trends or um, and, and, and I love the relevancy of the content you're creating because, you know, if you were recording this on, on May 29th and you're talking about, okay, inspired design and construction, you know, and, and, topics that are top of mind of like, what does design in the future office look like future buildings look like coming out of COVID-19 and there you are with content, um, from experts on your team, your cl- uh, clients, etc So it's, it's really, uh, well thought out and, and i'm curious uh, stephanie we're gonna get to you in a second kind of the fresh set of eyes how um how has this evolved dusty in terms of how redshift actually ties into the the baseline business of autodesk if you can maybe connect mm-hmm. those two
1: yeah yeah um, good question so i mean honestly it's interesting you know the the so so redshift actually the origin of it before it was called redshift it used to be um really it was a blog um, that was focused on um, connecting with small businesses mm-hmm. um, it was called at the time it was called line shape space mm-hmm. um which i don't think many people got we, were, we thought we were being clever like line <laughs> being one dimension shape being two dimensions and then space being the third dimension and so anyways we, we thought it was a clever name but it was hard to say it was hard to write blah 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 but it, it started out really being a blog that was um, really trying to connect with um, small businesses, like very small businesses, like companies under sort of 20 in size. And, um, and so, you know, when we started out, you know, it was very much, um, you know, just trying to connect with small businesses. I think historically Autodesk hadn't really done a ton to focus on very small businesses. Um, at the time, you know, we were you know mainly working on sort of larger accounts and enterprises and things like that. And um, but what happened was we went through a business model transition, right? We moved from you know selling software on in jewel cases on DVDs and CDs to mm-hmm. you know really being a, a platform based and subscription company, kind of similar to what we saw you know Adobe go through mm-hmm. um, years ago too. And um, you know when when we started to reach out and um, and connect with these small businesses. Uh, you know, our software all of a sudden became much more accessible because of our business model. Right. The fact that you could essentially subscribe to a rent to rent software rather than having to pay for it up front. Um, so that was, that was the origin of it. But what happened was, you know, we created this content that was really designed to engage small businesses. And we found that our, our, like really our enterprise accounts were consuming it and really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, over time, what we decided to do was we, we found that the content was resonating across the board. Um, And uh, and so, you know, we decided like, hey, let's 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 blow this thing up and actually make it, um, you know, a more broad storytelling mechanism um, that, you know, again, helps us articulate our vision for where we see, you know, the future of architecture, engineering and construction. Where do we see the future of manufacturing going and media and entertainment? And so for us, it became a mechanism for telling that story and telling it in a way that, You know didn't feel like there were a lot of strings attached you know Mm -hmm. there wasn't going to be a lot of emails coming from us you know hey buy buy our stuff um and so it was it was kind of interesting you know when we when we started I, I always had this joke that you know I, I hired a, a journalist really to come in and, and start working with me on that project originally, and somebody asked me what you know why'd you pick a journalist and I said because I think it's going to be easier for me to teach a journalist how to be a marketer than it is good for me to teach a marketer how to be a journalist.
0: Um, and we have and, our first and, poll quote from the uh, from the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, it, I, in, and in all in all fairness, I think um, you know they're they're critical. I mean, content marketing really is this this conjunction of of, of 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 marketing and of storytelling and the and the importance of it. And I think in days like today, when we're dealing with something like COVID, the, I think the ethos behind content marketing, you know, being about helping people and mm-hmm. engaging and inspiring people, like that's never been more important. I think than than what we're seeing right now. Um, and so um, that was really sort of the origin. Sorry, that was a long. No, a long, it's, it's uh, important. It a lot
0: but... of really important points there, Dusty. I mean, I think especially that last one is really, and and it's what drew Stephanie into the tent here. So Stephanie, interesting time for you. And I think you took this job just as the (laughs) business world was getting hit with COVID-19 after previous stints uh, as an executive in content marketing for major brands, including Visa and Dell. Um, and, And when we talked, you had the great idea of focusing part of today's conversation on Running a brand's content function in a re- mostly remote world, so would love to hear your entree <laughs> into Autodesk and and how things are starting to operate remotely.
2: Yeah, what a crazy time to start a job, right? <laughs> um, I've star- I started this role uh, completely post COVID. Um, actually, it's reminding me of my Dell days because when I launched Dell's editorial content marketing function, I was doing it from San Francisco, and of course, they're in Austin. Mm-hmm. And that would never have happened except for the head of comms also being in San Francisco. She had been hired as the head of comms from our dedicated agency, which was there. And so my whole Dell life uh, was uh, much like my life right Hmm. now. And so it's not actually that bizarre. The only problem is that when you are launching a new function, which I'm doing for Dusty, uh, much of your early time is spent building relationships with the people who you're going to launch this new function with. You know, in a matrix organization, you're sort of creating a giant global tiger team of people who will come together to make something happen that uh, wasn't happening before, not fully. And so the fact that I can't, you know, kiss them on the cheek or hug them or even shake their hands is pretty strange for me, I have to say, for all of us.
0: Well, let's stay there for a second because I'm going to maybe draft off of the, the, the language and the ethos of Redshift, which was this, which is this future casting kind of where things are going as opposed to where they've been. And f- yeah. uh, from a content function at a company the size of Autodesk, I'm curious about some of the challenges and insights you've gained um, from hitting the ground running, Stephanie, and and Dusty Way in here too, from just several months of remote content operation. What's it look like for you guys right now?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because it it really is, I think it's accelerating what was already going to happen to all of us that was kind of inching its way forward. And we weren't quite accepting it in the business world, which is to say, here we are, all holed up, watching Netflix and, you know, binging everything. And what happens? You go onto Netflix and it says, Hi, Stephanie, last night you Mm -hmm. finished Dead to Me. We think you would like uh, Homecoming. Yeah. (laughs) And I won't let them off the hook, nor will you. Mm -hmm. I mean, we expect them to know what we did yesterday and what we are going to, you know, and tell us what we should do tomorrow. And brands have not quite gotten there yet, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you go on to Redshift or any of the online magazines that any of us has launched, it's not going to say, hey, you know, CEO, you read, you know, this Mm -hmm. executive's thought leadership yesterday. We think you'd like to attend this webinar. And now is the time. It really should. And so that's that's what I've come to join Dusty in doing. I mean, in my previous roles, I've always launched the editorial content function that did not exist. And what I became interested in is, what would it be like to join a team like Dusty's where a company has not, you know, has continued to invest in content. This, so my proposition would not be to convince them, you know, of the value of content. I'm so over it. I'm so over yeah. it. I'm so delighted to be here. I can't even tell you. Isn't that nice? fabulous? Oh, God. And, and, you know, Dusty and I have known about each other for years when uh, this role was um, posted and I uh, and I thought about it. I back channeled to somebody who's the same person that Dusty back channeled to, <laughs> to, to talk about, you know, whether this role might be a good fit for me. So so I'm here to uh, launch a global dedicated account based marketing content team. Which is to say, to achieve that Netflix level, or at least that's what we hope someday mm. of, you know, KYC, uh, know your customer where you are known by Autodesk when you come back. And we can uh, show you the next piece of content that might help you do your job and build a relationship between us and possibly, you know, transmit the information that Autodesk as a company can be a partner to your company and that not just the awesome. AutoCAD company.
0: That is super cool. I have not heard um, anyone doing that from a content marketing perspective. It makes all the sense in the world. I'm excited to see where that goes. I think, you know, let's stay there. Let's stay in this kind of future casting since you guys are very progressive. And and, and Stephanie, you you would joke about it. I I can't tell you. The the exhausting factor, I think, for all of us that are in the space is trying to convince the C-suites of whether they're prospects or colleagues to understand how the dots connect, right? And it's so refreshing when you see someone who, cause this is a long game, right? And I think that's a lot. If, if you've got somebody who's quarter to quarter mentality of bottom line results and content marketing is a tough sell because you're not gonna get results in three months, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. it's especially if you're just starting up. So, you know, that being said, I think coming out of COVID, one of the things Stephanie, you mentioned, you, you just went through an onboarding process yourself how do you see content studios for brands evolving? Uh, ones that would be good anyway in terms of that the onboarding approach, kind of onboarding and remote working. What what we're dusty way in here too. What are you starting to? What what do you envision in that regard?
1: So Stephanie, yeah. I'm curious to hear your point of view because <laughs> uh, you 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 just went through it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, so what Autodesk did was they have an in-person uh, practice that they do where they bring people in and they and they sit down with them for at least a day of sessions that are very high touch. And so they said to us that they were struggling. They said, "Wow, you know, this is really." not what we prefer um, when you uh, move things from in-person to online as we have all noticed from our quick coining of the term zoom fatigue it gets tiring very fast you know there there you are a, a comedian making jokes to a room that doesn't laugh you have no idea you know what what's happening on the other end and it, and it is very draining and so they uh they uh, truncated it And so they sent us off to, uh, you know, do some e-learning basically instead of, you know, showing us a video and then talking to us about it and uh, teaching us and asking us questions and asking us to ask each other and get to know each other. And all of those those, uh, 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 discussions that they would have had, they uh, broke it up and they kicked us off and then they suggested that we uh, follow a path and it worked you know it's it's not going to result in the same level of bonding I think that you get when you're in a room with those people who become your class you know it's it's sort of like at fortune magazine we all came in and we were called a class even though they were all different Mm -hmm. ages and you know and we learned together so that one day we could you know go on the witness stand and defend the stories that we had written and checked and so Uh, You know, it it is special when you come in in that way, but then now we're united by something else, which is this whole other way that we came in. We are reaching Mm -hmm. out to each other, the people from that Zoom meeting. So it's different, but there are lots of things that are different that are just as good.
0: You know, Stephanie, one of the things you shared with me before we came on the air was just, and you've worked at some significantly well-invested, you know, successful brands, right, to your point, you've Dell and Visa and, and other places, and I think you said a line along the line, you've never had so much scaffolding around me in my professional life, um, and which is one of the draws for Autodesk, so if, if the both of you could just comment on that, just maybe from the from the C-suite down, Autodesk's, you know, investment and, you know, philosophical approach to, to content, I, I'd like to hear more about that, that's a pretty strong statement.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, the reason um, I, I said it, and then Dusty, maybe you can explain why, is sure. that um, Auto, Autodesk has, they didn't do the thing that I've observed at other places where I've worked, which is that you lean into content, and then something happens. A budget is moved, mm-hmm. there's a reorg, you lose your champion above you, and then the investment is uh, decreased. And essentially, it means you, st- you start over, and so you never mm-hmm. really get anywhere Um, You don't continue your learnings. And so what I'm noticing that's different at Autodesk and Dusty, tell us how and why is that (laughs) as the years go by, they add more support to more functions. So I went to go open a PO, and um, sorry Visa, but at at Visa we each had to become our own procurement specialist. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to open a PO by myself and run it all the way through the systems, get all the approvals, including legal. I had to become an expert in a variety of things. There are no project managers. There are no, there are very few uh, admins, and so you end up spending you know a giant chunk of your job doing what you thought would be other people's jobs. Mm-hmm. That's not my experience here. And mm-hmm. it's fabulous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I, I love to hear uh, you say that Stephanie. And, and um, I have a theory of why I think that is. Um, I, um, so it was funny when I, I remember when I was interviewing with Stephanie, I said, um, you know, we, we, we you know, traded stories of people we know in the industry and challenges that we've had in our own histories and, um, in our own careers, you know, helping organizations understand sort of the power of storytelling, the importance of practices like content marketing and, and things like that. And, and, um, I said, you know, that was one of the things that she leaned in immediately with me on and was saying, excuse me. Um, that was one of the things she was so excited about was being able to come into a company where it was already embraced. Um, she didn't Mm -hmm. have to build the the, the foundation for why, um, why storytelling. I, my, my sense for why that is at Autodesk is that, um, I mean, we a big part of our success with our customers is empowering them to tell stories mm-hmm. like we, like if you think about it right the, the ways that we empower the media and entertainment industry which is probably maybe the most obvious right is that that, that literally is their function they are storytellers so we have to be good storytellers <laughs> yeah we have to if we're going to engage storytellers we need right. to be darn good ourselves right, right? so that so there's that but then there's also sort of even when you look at other sectors like you know manufacturing or media and entertainment uh, you know when you're when you're trying to sell a building mm-hmm. right you have to you have to design that building and you have to sell the client on the concept and mm-hmm. you know we we help our clients do that right we we help them you know create a 3d design put vr goggles on their client and walk them through a building that doesn't exist yet yeah right that that is in the ethos so this is we have to be good at that ourselves mm-hmm. because this is ultimately what our technology and our solutions are helping our customers do so i think within the ethos of the company the the recognition and the of the importance of storytelling and the role that it plays um is is inherent and so you know, I, I think there's that. Again, I think also from from my own experience at the company over you know eight plus years is that in the interactions that I've had with a lot of our um, you know people across the company, people at the at the super senior level, um, I've worked you know historically quite a bit with our now CEO who used to be our, our CMO, um, and you know they they get it. They totally understand storytelling. And and one of the other things is that like Redshift as a platform has become a, a storytelling platform for them. So mm-hmm. we sit down and we work with them and they're bylines from our CEO that continue to publish on Redshift and uh, and a lot of our other senior executives. So I think it's a combination of, you know, them understanding, like fundamentally understanding the importance of storytelling. And then also I think they they enjoy being able to have platforms and things like Redshift to be able to tell stories as well as obviously, you know, getting up in front of our 10,000-person Autodesk University Conference and telling you know, more of an interactive uh, live story. Well, so
0: let, let's stay here for a minute because um, it's, it's really fascinating because you can hear the authenticity in both of your voices about how real this is. And probably the number one pain point that content marketers have is just that top-level leadership buy-in, which you just articulated very clearly that it's there, right? Uh, your current CEO being the former CMO. So to that end, I want to dig in a little bit on measurement. Right I, I'm curious how uh, well let's use redshift as an example. How do you measure content effectiveness and and communicate it to the leadership team?
1: Mm, yeah, that's a good a good question um, and it's I would say it's a combination of art and science mm-hmm. um, i've 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 often joked that measuring content is sort of like a chicken and an egg problem because because you can actually create a really great piece of content. But if you put it in front of the wrong audience, you know, your, your, your metrics might tell you otherwise. Um, and actually the opposite is also true. You can actually create a lackluster piece of content, put it in front of an audience that's super hungry for the topic and your metrics might tell you that it's better than maybe it it is. Um, so I, I, so I think there's that, I think, you know, I, you know, we have a team of really talented storytellers. I'm so excited to be able to work with Stephanie. Um, and you know, we have so many other great storytellers on the team, you know, who's, whose instinct we know, we trust, right? Mm-hmm. There, There's just a, there's a fundamental trust that like these people know what they're doing. They're m- creating am- amazing stories um, by any standard. Um, I, I, what I would say is that in terms of, you know, how do we articulate the value of the content? I think there's a few different ways we think about it. You know, there are, of course, like, things like consumption metrics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are people actually reading and consuming that content um, that, you know, and so we'll think about things like, you know, you can think about your vanity metrics, like page views mm-hmm. and, and, you know, how much time are they spending on the content, their average time on page. And, you know, we've kind of, you know, created like, you know, uh, or adopted some of the attention earned, which is really just taking page views, multiply it by time on page and sort of quantitatively capturing how much, attention we're getting from our audiences and, you, and and assuming that to be somewhat of a proxy for influence. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit more of the, 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 I guess, marrying the art and the science of it. At the end of the day, though, I think it's going to be really interesting, especially in the space that Stephanie's helping us build out, which is, you know, when you're talking about trying to engage, like do account, you know, account based marketing and, and, and move account based sales and marketing practice forward. A lot of it has to do with trying to move the account forward and the you know the ways that people are thinking about and the ways that people measure account-based marketing are you know trying to understand like is there like engagement happening? Is there a surrounded engagement happening where you know different parts of the business that all need to talk to the account are doing it in some form of coordination, right? Whether it's customer success, whether it's marketing and sales or or product. Um, and so I think it's gonna be really interesting. I think there's a lot for us still yet to learn about how do we measure the impact of content in the context of like an ABM, um, motion?
0: You know, it's really interesting. And and this is, we can go there and go a little inside baseball because most of the folks listening to this are passionately interested in content marketing, but it's so fascinating to me that there's this fine line of nuance between authenticity and perceived manipulation. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. and by that, I mean, um, whether it's uh, somebody in the entertainment and media sector or architecture sector to to profile what they're doing in their ser- but just by sharing their story and knowing that it's authentically done, you're you're engaging your community and your prospects and helping solve. It's like it's like the triple whammy win. And it's funny when you see people who try to do that. Uh, not, there's not the good word, but it, it's interesting when you try to see people who do that in a way that. They're trying to exploit it, right? They're just using it to try mm-hmm. to create a relationship. And I think that's one thing that when I went through your content that was so apparent, like it it's valuable. It's, it's, it's spark worthy for your customer. Hey, you know, look what these people are doing. We're shining a light of positive storytelling that is also maybe creating a spark for your customer about maybe how to think about something, or even bringing attention to a new tool or facet or way to use something. And so, um, it, it it's you guys have done that masterfully, and it's it's kind of that intangible. I don't know how to. It, it's really hard for me to use words to articulate what you got, the way that you, the how behind and what you're doing, is the differentiator from where other people, I think, are, are failing. And it's 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 really well done. Well-
2: Coming into, coming onto this team after having other experiences, you know, I feel for the inauthentic marketers. I know why they're doing what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Which is that same pain that you mentioned earlier, that pain of not being able to demonstrate the value of the content. When you're feeling that pain, uh, a content marketer's natural instinct is to give up on what they know is the best way to execute these programs, to... Uh, you know, keep the awareness content at that level and not to tie the top of the funnel to a conversion. Um, But you feel forced to do that when the, uh, you know, your leadership is not a believer, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's what we all do. I mean, it's just natural. And so that's that's the charm and the value of a team that you know, Dusty, I still don't know how you've done it, but I mean, like year after year, to find your the the way to translate the value to people who, of course, are looking for a a, a business event at the end of mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. webinar. And you're not going to get it at the end of this webinar. But you know, if you can partner with uh, you know sales and with the business and show them that when all all the elements are firing from the top to the middle to the bottom of the funnel. You know that account does successfully get surrounded. You you give to them in the way content marketers know we must give to them to create that relationship, and then of course at the end get a sale.
1: Yeah, yeah. One one thing I, I would add to that, Stephanie, I think you're spot on. I think one one interesting part too is that we often think about measuring content, and, and you know you think about okay, show me the analysis, show me the relationship to like how much it's growing the business and things like that, and and that's all important. Um, But, you know, one of the things that, you know, is really important, um, especially with uh, Andrew Anagnost, our our CEO, who's taken over the role in the last couple of years, is this idea um, of just, you know, being truly like a customer company, right? Mm -hmm. Really, you know, and, and this goes back to what Stephanie was saying earlier, right? Like how how do we create wonderful experiences for our customers because you know in the in the in the b2b world that we generally live in we we felt like i think historically we've been somewhat insulated we haven't needed to do that but the reality is that we're all consumers and we're all used to netflix and and you know amazon predicting what we want and so we we take that expectation into any business engagement whether it's watching netflix or whether it's going and working with you know some big you know big technology company and so there, there's an expectation there to um to have a good experience and one thing that we we've learned is that you know with all the cool stories that we're able to tell we have a you know we have a plethora of love of, of, so many amazing customers that are doing amazing things one thing we've realized is that they they love it they yeah. love when we they love having a story about mm-hmm. redshift and and or, or a story about their company on redshift and we've actually seen some really interesting cases and I think this is a really interesting case also for ABM, is like, you know, we'll do a story with a company that is a really big multinational company. They have a pocket within their company that is doing something super innovative. They're generally afraid, you know, to engage a major brand because there's a lot of red tape associated with yeah. that, but they want, but they want to do a story with Redshift, which is really interesting because then it, you know, because it's less marketing, it feels more like they're just telling a cool story. But what we're able to actually like understand on the on the side of that is, yes, they get to tell their story, and yes, they tell us that they love that. Um, but also, we see the business impact on the back end, which is that all of a sudden, companies in that same sector are sharing that story around. Um, because they're like, hey, look at what that company's doing. That company is doing something really interesting, and they're working with Autodesk on it. Maybe we should be working with Autodesk in a similar way. That's and really, so those kinds of like anecdotal yeah. um, uh, thing are, are really meaningful ways, and we've been bubbling those things up to our senior executives, and, and and that I think is very appealing to them. Yeah, it's huge.
0: It's a relationship builder, and it's incredible. Yeah. Um, well, so two questions on the home stretch here for you. So I, I want to go to video production. I really enjoyed your uh inside the design videos inside the design mind video series and i understand you have some other stuff coming down the pike um let's, let's tackle video production how are you currently doing it remotely and then in general where are you guys going with um your video content uh in the near future mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's um yeah it's certainly a challenge i mean i think we've 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 started to play around with videos and roll out videos that are like where we're leveraging user generated content mm-hmm. um you know so we're recording on on zooms and things like that um which is good for like that particular series inside my design mind because it's really meant to be like inside the you know the, the the mind of somebody who designs and helping to understand like how do they think
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and so we can do things like a day in the life so we we did one recently um and i think we're we're also looking at you know if we can't be on set um, you know, looking at sort of like animation, um, right? And again, using you know using animation and things like that to help again articulate a, um, either a point of view or articulate um, and share something that we think is going to be a value to our customers. So we're also exploring things like that. Um, and then we, you know, we did actually maybe a week ago, we actually went on set with one of our customers. Um, you know, there were obviously a lot of more safety protocols mm-hmm. that were in place. But, you know, we, we, we went on and we did some filming inside a giant factory that they have and did it safely. Um, so we're still we're still getting out there. And, um, and starting to capture those stories. And I think that's gonna continue to ramp up again now that you know some of the restrictions are being lifted and things like that, but it, you're right. I mean, it's a new world and we're all kind of figuring it out. So t- to be honest, like to your question of like, well, what's the future old for video? Um, definitely we know that video is super critical. People love video. It's easy to engage with. It drives really high engagement rates. So we'll continue to solve for it, but we're, we're also still figuring it out and mm-hmm. we're learning from others that are doing it as well.
0: I appreciate the candor there. Uh, yeah, we are too. It's it's a it's a really challenging time. One of our clients is the Big Ten Conference, and we've been doing shooting on a year-round basis on fourteen different Big Ten institutions. Um, and just the timing was such that we just finished wrapping up before on, on that slate, and we haven't figured it out. And everyone's trying to mm-hmm. figure out. It's a it's it's like a day-by-day type of thing now. So last question for you, since uh, we spent a lot of time talking about redshift and you have a robust email marketing um, component to that where folks can subscribe to Redshift uh, and getting into other people's emails inboxes. I'm curious who you both allow into your email inbox from the perspective of staying on top of of the content marketing and content studio world. Mm. Stephanie, what do you think on that one?
2: Oh, God, you know, brand innovators and Notch have become my best friend <laughs> during, during the, I picked up a
0: new I mean, one.
2: forget forget about my inbox. I am suddenly the webinar crazy person. <laughs> Dusty, Dusty knows this. It's like I don't know what it is. <laughs> so both of those groups so you, you haven't you haven't familiarized yourself with notches?
0: No.
2: No, okay, so K N O T C H uh, led by Anna Anda Ganska. Who is a super, uh, super smart 30 under 30 type uh, founder? Um, Notch measures uh, brands' content effectiveness often on publishers' sites, but as a third party. Uh, measurement tool so that you don't rely on the publishers, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's not apples to apples. And so they, they offer that solution right here. I just gave them a little advertisement, but they deserve it because (laughs) what they did is, (laughs) what they did is they launched uh, the minute COVID hit, they launched a series of webinars and also round tables. So I've been on, and so did brand innovators. I've been on these regular uh, sort of, uh, you know, happy hours, and depending on the, uh, you know, your, whether you're on Pacific or Eastern, you may or may not have a drink. In your hand. <laughs> I often don't because it's usually East Coast time, and it's 3 o'clock for me, and I really yeah. ought not to be drinking yet. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and, and I, we have helped each other so much through these, uh, these contacts with each other. I've been hiring people for the uh, regions. For my ABM content leads and asking them for referrals and guidance on what I've been facing in some markets, uh, the field has been strong and in others, uh, it's been anemic. And so having these contacts with people that I might have met in a conference, we might have had an in person discussion, but I doubt it. I think we're actually going deeper because of COVID and not the
0: opposite. Awesome. Mm. Dusty, what about you? Who gets the who gets the uh, the morning we call this segment the morning must, it's Like when you're waking up on the well, on the round table. And it could be social media as well, the that follows that, that are just kind of in your routine to stay on top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. I mean I think, you know, I um I mean I, I first of all, you know, being being uh you know, I have two two particular Um, you know, I've got, I've got multiple people on my team who, who to me are inspiring leaders in the space. Stephanie, I remember being at content marketing world, I think, and, or, or one of the, conferences and you, you were up on stage talking and I was like oh he's so cool and now here we are getting to work together which is awesome so um but I you know I'll say like I mean I've, I've been able to work with people like Robert Rose who runs the content advisory um sort of the, the consulting arm of Content Marketing Institute he's brilliant and you know whether it's me following him on his email or you know more more fun is following on uh, on Facebook and seeing his cocktail concoctions that he does on Fridays which are so fun oh I know um,
2: delicious
1: he, yeah I mean people like Robert people like, you know, Michael Brenner, like those guys, you know, they, they're, I've, I've had the opportunity to be able to engage with them on consulting projects. And there, there's, you know, there's so much still yet to learn, um, in terms of, 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 uh, you know, how we move, continue to move this practice forward. So, you know, reaching out to those, those guys, I think are really interesting. And I, I think Stephanie's on point too. I think there's, you know, there are a lot of cool companies. I think Notch is a, a good one. I think there's, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting technology companies, Um, that are trying to tackle some of the big challenges that content marketers, ABMers, storytellers, social media marketers are, um, you know, are trying to tackle. And so, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I I, I know the guys from NewsCred really well and Mm -hmm. they, you know they they put out fantastic content because they they're, they're dealing with it day in and day out they've got customers who are like ah, i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do that and they're trying to help build platforms to enable these uh you know these customers yeah. and so i think they're a really amazing um you know a, a amazing place for insight and so i i love you know seeing companies that are you know really in the space and especially in the technology side of it you know putting out stories and content that is helping us um you know helping us tackle these uh, these gnarly challenges
0: awesome dusty de stephanie lucy both from autodesk uh so enlightening to have you on our show today and provide that perspective of of a large company that is is just really doing fantastic work um, with Redshift, among many other content marketing initiatives you have going on. Thanks so much for spending your time and your insights with us today.
1: Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us, Jay.
0: Thanks for listening to Brand Story, Inc. We'll be back next week with another conversation digging into the ways companies are becoming like media companies. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Jay Charman and on LinkedIn.